0: Hey, hey, Black Trivers, here we are. Ah.
1: Wait, let's see if everyone can guess where we are.
0: See? Okay, wait, guys. If you're watching on our Patreon site on um, uh, Wednesday, my wife's gift, we're doing video. So I have a Colorado shirt, and I have a new Colorado mug. I won't tell you what's in it. Um, it's very tasty. It's sweet, And tea, we're clearly still in Colorado Springs. Still in Colorado. And we're having a blast being back in the States, seeing our grandbabies, our babies. Been a ton of time with Noah. Those of you that know our seventeen-year-old, uh, we actually Noah.
1: not spend that much time with him. He's no, very busy. He's a very busy, man. Very seventeen. He has lots of yes. friends.
0: And our and when we were with our granddaughters, our six-year-old granddaughter has all of her buddies now, and she was just she really was busy. very
1: busy. I know I missed her.
0: Yeah. Her and I uh, both cried I'm a little bit. Like, Grandma, need we that's need, okay. need we'll people that need that us more. All right, welcome uh, to part eleven of our series on all things marriage slash relationships. Um, We are in the middle of talking about seasons. And like we said last week on the podcast, there's hundreds of seasons in life. And what you need to do is take from every single season and learn what that season's there to teach you. If it's a bad season, why is this here? What's it supposed to teach me? And I want to walk away being transformed by that season. If it's a really great season, we know it's ending. (laughs) <laughs> so we drink deeply of that good season. remember the really good times in that season so we can recall them. Remember men. We don't need fantasies. We need memories. And so with my wife, I just remember some of the, I mean, we have since been in Colorado, we've made some incredible memories uh, and we'll keep making memories and it's awesome. Right. And so, um, so today, so last week we, we hit. Talk,
1: we talked about summer, summer, which is the new and the fresh summer the season of marriage and all the, all the new things. And then the uh, fall, which gets a little chillier, more things come to the surface and usually fall will lead us right into winter.
0: And so we're going to go into winter and I believe there are winter times in your marriage that you trudge through. And then I believe there's some really dark wintering nights in your marriage where you don't think you're going to make it. Uh, You might use the divorce word, which we encourage you not to, but we've, we've used it many times through our lives so don't be freaked out by it. I didn't
1: actually want to divorce you. I just was hoping you would die at your sleep at one point. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. <laughs> die in my sleep.
1: I don't feel that way anymore. Oh, good. We good. You
0: don't welcome. want to see his kissing on video. No, no. Um, and so today, babe, lead us down into winter.
1: What happens in the winter? Okay,
0: so but real quick recap. So fall. I did. We already did. But fall is... I'm noticing things about you starting to bug me. There's offenses coming up. And if we buy into those things and I'll get to humility, we go into winter.
1: Well, and I think there's two different kinds of winter. I think there are winters that you have control over and your arrogance and your lack of humility and your pride will keep you in winter until you die or your spouse dies or you get divorced. And then there's winters that fall upon you like a blizzard that you have no control over and that you have to try and navigate. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, we have friends that have children with severe disabilities that that shifted their life in a way that they could have never foreseen. They could have never prepared for that was nobody's fault. There was nothing anyone could do for it, but they had to read navigate their entire marriage, their entire life around That's that happening in their family.
0: Yes. And
1: but then there's people that even in, you know, just in the fall seasons of being a human being on the earth. It's this is my most amazing thing about coming back to America is the things that people complain about. I have probably gone to Walmart or Target every day since we got here because we have nothing. Oh, and she loves Target. We don't have anything. We don't have spoons, we don't have anything. So I'm just little by little, you know, getting some towels and different things and getting life ready. And everyone keeps telling me, I'm sorry you had to wait. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry. I'm like, you can't do anything to me in this country to offend me because this is the third
0: world problem. This, this,
1: this, this, we have this mentality that, you know, sadly all of our servers and everybody that works to take care of us feels like they have to apologize all the time because we're so elite and we're so privileged and we're so spoiled and we can get that way in our marriage and we can get in that way of where I, you, when we start getting that attitude and it happens I think to women much more than men because of the media that we're exposed to as women is that a man was created to make me happy. And if he isn't making me happy, he's the problem. And I, I need to get rid of him. Wow. And the truth is I'm responsible for myself. Yes. And he's an addition and a partner to my dreams. He is not an obstacle to my dreams and I am not an obstacle to his dreams.
0: So that's how we run into a lot. No. In our coaching, there's obstacles.
1: So when we talk about winter, please keep in mind, like when our son died that we could not have prepared for planned for, done anything, but it hit our marriage like a bomb and it hit our family like a bomb. And there was a couple weeks where all we did was cry, yell, cry, yell. And it, it was a sudden death. It happened suddenly. And there was one moment in your truck. I remember you were telling me, wait, I think I figured out what happened with Michael. and I think I could have helped them. And I instantly started blaming you for his death. And we had a couple days where we had to make a decision like, if we decide to let this death of our child destroy our marriage, we're going to destroy our ministry, our voice, our example, our personal lives, our children's lives, and our grandchildren's lives.
0: Children's, children's, children's. If yep. we
1: decide to come together in this horrendous time and lean on each other and become partners in this, we're actually going to grow as people. Wow. But for years, it was survival.
0: That seems like a dream.
1: Yes. But because. We did it.
0: We hear a lot all the time that they're just not my partner. They're just not wanting to enter in to the hard stuff with me. And guys, guess what? There's nothing harder, and I can say this because I'm an expert in it, we are, than losing a child. Uh, I had almost committed adultery just a little bit before that Michael uh, passed. And Lisa and I had to walk through that. And I didn't, I didn't cross the line a little bit, but it didn't do anything. And I had to bring that to her on our anniversary. And we had to work through that. And right out of getting somewhere with that is when we lost Michael. We
1: just got our heads in the water.
0: And so it shoved us right back into that wintry, horrible time. And so, look, you're going to have these times, guys. And I pray to God you never have to lose a child or anything like that. But what I can tell you now on the other side is that we've allowed the pain of Michael to transform our marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, not, not that it's easy, not that we can't still go really dark uh, and really deep into that. Uh, not that it doesn't suck all the time. All of those things are real. But what we have learned to do is say, God, what do you want to teach us in this so that we can help out- transform other people's lives? And, and we become the experts. As you guys know, we get the calls when the next child dies. Uh, we hate being those people, but we're going to be those people because we've actually allowed the father to transform us into something different. And so this, you can do this guys. There's hope for your marriage. There's hope no matter what you're going through. I promise you, God wants to take you into this wintry season. He wants to sit in it with you, even though you won't feel like he's there. You don't know how to get to him. This is why we always say in the summer seasons is when you, you wear the, get that wool, very well worn path to the tree of life. You know how to get to Jesus in the good season. Yeah. So when the winter comes, you can crawl if you have to in the dark to get to that tree of life, and you stay alive and you stay in your marriage.
1: Yeah, and it's such a it's an example, honestly, because the first incident that that hit our marriage so hard was a choice, and there was control over that, but a choice was made, and the choice afterwards, however, was what to deal with it. What happened with our son was not a choice. Mm-hmm. It, we were blindsided by it, but no matter if it was someone's choice and someone did something and brought something in, or if calamity has just rained down on your household with you having no control over it, the choice of how you're going to respond is everything. Everything. And I never bring up that time in our marriage um, because I—it's the past. We've forgiven. We moved past it. So now it's his story to tell. It's no longer my story to tell it's, it's his story that when he ever, he wants to share that, but I never bring it up with anyone and it never comes up in fights because that's, it's gone. It's done.
0: It's, and God like, doesn't even remember guys, the, 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 terrible things you did. I mean, again, you just go read David, go, go read Samuel, first Samuel, second Samuel, David, you know, saw Bathsheba and, and had sex with her and then killed her husband. And, uh, and, and he had to run back to the Lord and God even says in that, that he forgot that David had done that once David's heart came back to his and he repented, true, repented true repentance and it happened. So yeah. you can't throw these things back into each other's face in your wintry times, especially because that's going to, if you do, you'll stay in winter.
1: Yeah. And that's, it's not to say that when, when things are really major, that there's not going to be some really dark, dreary, cold days that you're going to have to walk through. And the way that I chose to walk through that was that I accepted the fact that today is just going to suck and I'm probably going to cry all day today and I'm probably not going to accomplish a great deal of things. And every once in a while I would just surrender to that. And then I would think, but you know what, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to start over and it's going to be a new day and there's hope in the new day. And there were, years like that yeah, for us that we went through this winter <clears> season. <throat> I don't think we would have stayed in our winter season as long as we did, had there not been so much pride, had there not been so much anger. Have we been able to push through those things quicker? I think we would have exited that season. I agree. That, it does take both parties to agree. to
0: And guys, we didn't have a Gary and Lisa Black in our lives. We didn't have a podcast that we could go listen to because <laughs> there was so no podcast. Happy. And we I were alone. To
1: have, I did talk to myself all the time. And I did not have any good advice to give <laughs> at the time.
0: That wasn't bragging. That was just, hey, you have hope. All yeah. right. So winter Okay, so winter to is
1: winter can be very dismal. And one of the main things that's gonna come up is self-protective. Because the second we're hurt, we're gonna start protecting ourselves, and that's when we start also putting that on that other person. And this is when we see couples usually that are they're like, we're at the end. And this is the time where you're like. I, I can't tell you when this started. All I know is it's here now and I don't know how to get back to here. Yes. And it, it literally is a layering upon layering, just like the winter, just like the snow, just like the clothes you have to put on of just layers of things that have happened that either you haven't dealt with, never had a conversation about. There was well, a couple of months ago. I said, I just, I have to tell you, about this thing it happened six years ago <laughs> but it's still in my face and it really takes me off yeah. and I'm mad at you today because it's affecting me today and then I was fine
0: <laughs> I, was I like, wasn't <laughs> I was on the ground bleeding No, you because I was like I don't even remember this and so guys women never forget
1: but the reason I was so upset was because you <laughs> at that time were not listening to my wisdom and I did have some wisdom in the okay. situation that said please do not do this uh-huh. I'm begging you, do not do this. This is gonna blow up in our face. And when it blew up in our face, it was still affecting us, it brought all that up. And I realized I never really fully said, you know what? You really ticked me off. If we had made that decision together and it blew up in our face, I would have been like, that's life. But because you went directly against what I knew, yeah. which how often do I say, I know? Not very often. And I said, I know this is gonna blow up. And off. I
0: simply did it out of fear, man. Let, let me tell you something, guys. Don't ever do multi-level. <laughs> Okay. If you're a kingdom person, you just can't be a Christian and do multi-level.
1: I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. If you do it and you, and you're going to give your whole life to it, do it. But I had done a multi-level and I was under some pressure from some friends and got a car because we'd hit a certain level and Lisa knew we weren't supposed to get this BMW. I did it anyway against her wishes and then it just came back on our faces the other day and is ruining our credit because the person we gave it to didn't pay for the car, didn't pay on it. And uh and so it was a little bit out of my control that we're getting ding now, but she was absolutely right. She told me not to do it. And so listen guys, your wife has intuition and when she is in a good place and she just wants the best for you, listen very closely. Now I don't even hesitate. (laughs) If she hesitates on any decision we're making I just go, nope, we're moving on. Right? Because I don't need to make anything happen. Why? Because I can trust you.
1: Okay. Not because you're afraid of me. No, because the other day I am a little afraid (laughs) of you, but I still I trust you. (laughs) I work in a I work in a world of all men and I don't say very much. I really try I hold my tongue until I feel like I have something really important to say and I really honor them as men and I love them as brothers. But every once in a while I'll shoot out an email and say, hey guys. This is what I'm feeling. It immediately love you, Lisa. You're right, Lisa. But, and I said, are they afraid of me or do they respect me? And yes. I was really hoping you were going to say they respect <laughs> you, but you said yes. So
0: yeah, they both fear and love. Yes, I just and be respect. Yes. Okay. Okay. So
1: we're in the winter of life. Isn't it great that we can laugh about yes. all the Thank joyful you, things that we've been through? Um, this is another place where you can go to the the the, the desert place of life, and. The only way to get out of the winter season is to start having conversations. Okay. And it is going That's to be hard. incredibly yeah. uncomfortable because for years I just, I was like, I don't care what it takes. I just want peace. Yes. And I, I have a whiskey buy a motorcycle. I just want some freaking peace in my life, but we never dealt with the underlying BMW issues and all the issues. And yeah. those were still brewing in me. Because I was feeling dishonored all the time, right? But because of that one dishonor, then the fact that you parked my car and then I had to step in a pull, I was like, "He really doesn't care about me." That's literally what a woman's mind goes because there was some history there of like he doesn't care about what I think. Oh, I know. Good luck,
0: guys. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but good luck.
1: But it's true.
0: It is true. And so
1: you have to start with a conversation. And for me, it was um, it, it had to be when the kids weren't home. Um, So if it did escalate, they wouldn't be, you know, have to hear too much of it. Um, But we really had to bring in third party help.
0: We did. And then, guys, that's okay. You get counselors. And and again, we've said this many times. You get counselors that want to get you to transformation, not keep you on the payroll. Uh, And there are good counselors, not very many, but there are good counselors out there that want to see your marriages transformed and go see them because you need a third voice sometimes in your marriage, especially in the winter. Whatever it takes to save your marriage, you do it.
1: Well, and what we had, uh, we had some professional counselors um, at one point, and I can't say that they gave us such great advice that it changed everything. But what it did was it gave perspective and it also gave me a voice because you were pretty good at shutting me down. Like if you yep. got upset, then I would just, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to escalate. This is going to be really bad. And this is not what I want. And so we just kept going like this for years. So our coaching sessions, what we do is like, depending on the level of critical care you're at, because when we were at a extreme level of like, I would say our marriage was on life support yes, and brain dead. Yes. And we needed to be in intensive care. But intensive care was costing like $10,000 a day and not only were we struggling in our marriage, we've lost our business and we were financially struggling. Yep. And so I I just need someone like bring me some perspective. Our coaching that we do is more like let's just talk about you talk because most people figure out what they need to say if they someone do. will just listen and guide them a little bit and ask them perspective. But the, the just asking the right, right questions when my best friends in the world, when they just say, why, why did you respond that way? It puts it immediately back on me. And I have to start thinking about yes. that. And that's really, we, more than counselors, we really just need coaches sometimes. Yep. Someone to bounce things off.
0: And, of and a good plug for us as coaches, I, we are not going to leave you in, you in your stuff. We're going to tell you and be honest with you, tell you the truth in love. And we'll probably try. Uh, yesterday I was on a, a coaching call and this person knew all the answers. I knew it right when they started talking, but I listened for 30 minutes and let them just go through their And there, and at the end of it, I said, you already know all the answers, don't you? And they're like, Oh my God, I do. Yeah. But sometimes we just need that perspective.
1: Yeah. So. And it does help too. Um, when you have a male, female perspective, there was a young couple we were working with and they just, they just thought what was happening was so horrible. And they said, can we have lunch? And we said, absolutely. We had lunch the next day. And and I just said, do you realize that when you say this, he feels this way because he's a man and that's the way God made him light bulbs went off. Right. And then you said, do you realize that, you know, when you say that to her, that she feels that she feels abandoned. He's like, you're kidding. me! I never even changed their marriage. It did. And it was a, a two hour lunch, right. you know, and it was it was just just some older knowledge and some wisdom of we've been through this a few times. And sometimes you just need that perspective shift. That makes it OK, so what do we do?
0: What do we do? If we're in the winter, how do we get to the next season?
1: Um, if you are in the winter, because circumstances are beyond your control, you are going to have to figure out as a couple, how are we going to survive and thrive? Even though circumstances are out of our control.
0: So I like what you wrote there. It says dig in and give it the time and energy that it needs. Yeah. If you do that, you can come out of winter and go into spring. spring. Yes. But how do we do that? I want it to
1: just, I like really practical things because we all know that I'm a super simple girl, but I think like actually sitting down and thinking about what your marriage actually is, because I could sit down in our winter and say, my marriage is horrible. I wish that one of us or both of us would die. I can't see a way out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm in agony every day. I wake up and I, I, I hate my life. My first thought is I hate my life. That's how, that, how bad it was. If I actually would have sat back or had someone guide me through this and say, all right, let's actually really look at this. Is your husband abusive? No. Is he having an affair? No. Is Does he work? Yes. Is he a good father? He's an excellent father. Is he a leader? Well, he's a great leader. If I actually had sat down and looked at the perspective, are you guys a good team? Actually, we are a really good team. Actually, if you actually sit down and look at it, you can see that maybe there's just one or two things that are off that have taken over everything.
0: Well, and if... Your, your husband's had adultery and you've decided to stick in there then you can't say that well he's been faithful no he hasn't am I willing to go down this road and get to forgiveness and and get to healing with him huge risk it's a huge risk huge and guess risk. what though I admire that because uh, men uh, well we'll go down to another, another podcast but guys it doesn't matter you've what well, Lisa just her point is really valid Find what are the reasons you were married, first of all, and what are the three or four really good things of why God brought you together. And let's talk about that.
1: And honestly, in that season, if I had had the knowledge or wisdom or had some counsel that would have walked me through that, if, if they would have said, okay, you hate your life, you guys are broke, your kids are teenagers, everyone in your house is angry, all this stuff is happening, what, what would actually like bring you some life right now? And honestly, going out to dinner on a Friday night and laughing. Yes. If I had that to look forward to all week, I could I could look and like, wait, okay, this sucks. But Friday night we're gonna go out and we're not gonna talk about anything serious and we're just gonna have fun. I could have looked forward to that all week. That would have that was enough to keep me alive. Okay, but let's like, say what we, people actually need is much smaller than what we think. It's we true. Need.
0: We need simplicity, but yeah. let's say we get to that Friday night and we get in a huge fight.
1: And, and we, usually like, <laughs> we usually did.
0: We usually did. And then it's like, this is what I was looking forward to all week. Yeah. You can't put your hope in that. You can't either. put
1: your hope in all that. But you have to think, OK, now what do I need? And so I when, when I've had my critical times in our marriage, I couldn't look at like, what do I have to do to fix this guy? I was like, what do I have to do to keep this guy alive? And for me, that's long walks. That's prayer. That's that's hiking. That's listening to, to piano music. That's, you know, escaping into the back of my closet and ignoring telling the kids, listen, for the next 15 minutes, I'm not in this house. Yes. Do not kill each other. Like I've got to breathe. And when you're in those critical, critical seasons like that, and you've determined in your mind and in your heart, I am, we're going to overcome this and we're going to be better on the other side of it. But we've got to get through. You have to have a ton of grace for each other and a ton of grace for yourself.
0: And you have to reach out. Okay. We know when we walk into a marriage, if it's good or bad. Okay. We've been around enough. And, and we know that pride stops us from asking for help. And guys, I promise you, there are times, especially in marriage, that we just need a third party perspective to help us navigate. And and so don't be afraid of that. You yeah. have to do that.
1: Talk about what you're in and then remember the beautiful things. Remember, and remember, the remember, things. remember, there's a reason why I couldn't wait till you got to my house on Friday night. There's a reason why when, you know, the phone rang and I saw it was you that I, you know, my heart fluttered. Like, you're still that person. That person is still in there and that person is still in me. Go back to those things and remember those things and begin to rebuild. And and if you are in those desperate situations where you're like, listen, we, you know, we have all these kids. We need a Friday night to stay alive. Like, trade with your friends. Be creative. Like, we were creative with our dates with no money. We could go on a date and spend no money. We get a motorcycle and drive and not have a conversation and feel like we renewed. It was the best marriage retreat we could go on was to get on the motorcycle and just drive through the mountains and do that thing. And so whatever you, you were thriving in when you were so in love and everything was working, go back to some of those things and remember those things.
0: And and the key there guys is don't idolize them, right? Don't idolize it. it. Remember when it was so good and we could just do this and now we can't. That's, that's idolizing something that's not real it's that the memories, the good memories mm-hmm. you share together and then you remake some more memories. Yeah. We're always making new memories together. So don't get into idolizing the past and how good it was and how much it sucks now, yeah. right? That, that there's might be truth to that. And there is in marriage at different seasons, especially in the winter season, but I don't, I'm not going to idolize that. We're going to make new memories. So mm-hmm. what can we do creatively with no money and kids screaming what can we do creatively to just make some new memories? Do something today that we've never done before in our marriage and have some fun with it.
1: And the last thing we'll say on winter is um, is, is your words are everything.
0: Your words are everything.
1: And huh. I am the queen of sarcasm. <sighs> and sarcasm is, is anger with a smile. And
0: <laughs> there's always truth in what I'm, everybody says. I
1: may not come out yelling and screaming and ripping my hair out, but I will make a little sarcastic comment that will knock your legs right out from underneath yes. you. I have that power. It's a superpower. I thought it was a gift. Turns out it's a bit of a curse. It's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my life, but words are everything. Yep. And so when you are in the winter season, take a deep breath before you speak. Yes. Think things through. Say less. Listen more. Assume the best go back. We're going to go when we go into the spring here, we're going to go back to what love actually really, really is and go back to those things.
0: And and remember that you don't get to react. You get to respond. So this was really hard for me because I can cut people's legs out very quickly. I can try to exaggerate and sell something to you. It's
1: all control. It's all fear and manipulation each other. and control, yeah, we protect
0: but we don't want to. So when, you know, you're in a heat guys, you've got to talk about this when you're in the winter season and you know, it's going to get heated. And again, sometimes that's okay. Sometimes go for it, but you've got to be able to say, look, we've agreed that I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to go on a walk and then we'll come back together. Or we're going to take this day. And not talk about this and we'll come back on it. And then do that. Actually follow through and come back to the time that you've agreed to come back to it. But you want to get out of responding or reacting in anger to responding from a heart that actually wants to get healed. So that is critical in the winter seasons. And sometimes it's impossible. And you've just got to have grace for yourself and for one another.
1: All right. Spring. Spring.
0: Just make out on, on, the, on the video here you guys you need to watch these videos my gosh they're powerful basically, basically, ah, basically.
1: so the thing about spring is is we always think new life and we always think there's these little buds popping up everywhere well those the same things have been dormant for an entire winter they have been hibernating yes we go for a hike right out there right now we might run into a bear Yep that bear has been there all winter. He was just hibernating yes. and now he's fully alive and he's hungry. Right. <laughs> okay. And that's really what spring is. It, it is, it's new life and it's new birth, but it comes out of dormant places. Okay. And I don't think you get new life unless you go to the dormant places, unless you go to the place. Where See, I love have...
0: this. This is so good. This is so true.
1: It is. You can't
0: know spring if you don't know winter. Let's just be honest. I mean, again, we get married in summer and it's euphoric. And then as soon as fall comes, we start getting pissed at each other. We start fighting. It takes us into winter. Guys, we can't know spring without fall and winter. You just cannot know it. And so just like you can't know spring or or summer without going through the fall. You've got to go through these seasons in your marriage and you've got to be okay with that. Honestly, it's not the end. It's a part of making you stronger and better together.
1: Spring. The interns always um, take their favorite quotes from us while we're teaching, and then they post them on the walls. And most of the ones for you and I were totally inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate. Sorry. But the one that they put from me said, "Lisa Black, um, talking to God. Sorry, I was such a b on Monday. I didn't know Thursday was coming." And that, I mean, I can think of how many times I've been like crying out to God, like, "Do you see me? Do you care? Do you know what's happening in my family? Do you know what's happening in my life? Do you know?" What I mean? And I'm like, kind of, I'm accusing him. And then he doesn't say a word. And then f- this miracle happens on Friday. And by Friday, I mean, that could be years or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad that I lashed out and I lashed out and I lashed out. And if in our winter season, instead of lashing out and accusing and, and, and saying this is at the end, instead of that thinking that the spring is coming. Mm. And then when you get to the spring, you won't <laughs> carry quite as much guilt about all the things you said in the winter. Because you're like, wait a minute. It's, it, it's new life has been birthed out of these dead places. That's so good,
0: babe. That's really good. Yes. We had dead places. Yes.
1: But it was, and the crazy thing is, we didn't think we were learning anything. Yep. We did not think we were gaining any wisdom. Mm-hmm. We thought we were forgotten by God and forgotten by our community. And we felt very isolated, very alone. We felt like we were suffering in silence. And <clears throat> literally everything that we do now today, is linked back to that winter season. Absolutely, that's where all the growth actually took place mm-hmm. in the darkest time.
0: That's well, and you—if you've lived a half a minute—you know that uh, the only time we learn and grow is when we fail. Uh, you don't learn when you keep being successful. I mean, it's wonderful to be successful, and I encourage it. But the only time you really learn anything is when you fail at something. And so, when you fail in marriage in those winter seasons and you can get to spring, the wisdom and understanding that comes from you uh, will change other people's lives. Not only your life is changed, but the whole point is that you can help other marriages transform, right? Okay, so All let's right? say
1: Corinthians.
0: First Corinthians, Corinthians 13, 13. You got to do it. The way of love. And you have
1: to do it, the message. Because it's the, only
0: the message. God, I love the message. I love it if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, But not love, I am nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making every plain as everything plain as day. And if I have faith that says to a mountain jump and it jumps, but I do not love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So good. no no matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. And this is beautiful, guys. And you need to put this on your mirror in your winter season. And you need to say it to yourselves and to one another. Love Love never never gives gives up.
1: up. Love Love cares cares more more for others than for self.
0: self. Love Love doesn't doesn't
1: want what it doesn't have. have.
0: Love doesn't doesn't strut. Oof doesn't have a swelled head doesn't force itself on others isn't always me first doesn't fly off the handle doesn't Doesn't keep keep score score. of
1: the sins of others doesn't revel in another's gravel oh
0: gravel yeah
1: sorry and the pleasure of flowering of truth Puts up, that's the spring right there.
0: Yeah, back the, the, up a little bit. The takes, takes pleasure, pleasure in, the in the flowering of, of truth, truth,
1: which is the spring.
0: Puts up with anything. Trust God always. Always look for the best, and it never looks back. But, but it keeps, keeps going, going to the end, and that doesn't mean the end of your marriage. That means. When we're in heaven and we no longer need to be married because we're in ecstasy, we're in that beautiful, perfect place. And so, But right now we're to bring heaven to earth in our marriages and make it look just like that. Go read 1 Corinthians. You can't do anything. The reason God put it between chapters 11 or 12 and 14 is because 12 is all about the gifts. It's beautiful. The love language of heaven is the gifts in 12. There's nine gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. Then he puts in the middle love. And he says, these gifts don't matter unless you love from a pure heart. And then what does he do in 14? He says, eagerly desire prophecy because why? It strengthens and encourages and comforts the body of Christ. And so, and then guess what? In Galatians 5, there's nine fruits of the Spirit. So we always balance this in our marriage. The gifts of the Spirit, we prophesy over one another. We strengthen and comfort and encourage one another. And then we love in in the midst of it, we're always loving and then the fruits of the spirit, we're, we're growing in love and in joy and in peace and in goodness and in kindness and in long suffering, long suffering in marriage is the point. Yep. You got to make it.
1: Absolutely. that's good Sorry, preaching. I didn't mean to start
0: preaching. It's all right. Sorry.
1: I just, went, I had to forward through all my notes because you kind of covered all of it right <laughs> then. So yeah, just, I think we can just wrap it up that there is, there's going to be changes. There's going to be seasons and Nothing more depressing in the world than in the hard times thinking this is never going to end um, because there's always hope.
0: And the
1: kingdom of God is all about hope and love is all about hope. And and people are so distraught right now in this country and there's so many things going on. And I just think, what, what a great setup for hope. What a what great a setup great, for hope. You know, you start taking that perspective after you've been through a few things, yep. like the things we've been through just this week. When I was 25, it would have taken me out. I was like, said, why is nothing working? Why is why is this such a big war? Why am I blah, 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 blah? And I'm like, you know what? I look back on that time now and I think it did work out. It worked out differently than I thought. It was usually better than I thought. And it usually came in a way I didn't think it was going to come, but it did work out. And that's the way you have to look at your marriage is that it's not It's not the end. It's a season. It's a season. And you can push through it.
0: And, and again, you'll have hundreds of those. You'll go through lots of falls, lots of winters. Lots of summers, but let's get to spring, the newness. Guys, look, in the midst of all the Black Lives Matter stuff and the, all the writing and, and COVID spiking back up and all these current times that we're in, this isn't the end times. It's been the end times for 2,000 years, people, okay? This isn't tribulation coming. Tribulation isn't going to come. It's not going to get worse. There's going to be bad things that keep happening on the planet. I want you to think about this. If you were in Spain in 1914, mm-hmm. and the Spanish flu came and killed 50 million people, you would have thought that was the end 50, of the end. 50 to
1: 100 million people. 50, they million all people. over the world, and they had nowhere near the transit that we have now. Right. So, and so,
0: so this, we have hope, guys. And in your marriage, mm-hmm. it feels like a COVID season. It feels like riots are breaking yeah. out. It feels like pandemonium is, is, is everywhere. And guess what? There's still hope. God's still going to show up. If you'll allow him to, and you, and you get to long suffer with one another, learn to the fruits of the spirit become long suffering because it's hard and it's supposed to be because when it's hard, you understand what spring looks like. Amen. All right.
1: I think the best thing you can do is get off Facebook and
0: turn off the news. God, please take your children, your grandchildren, your spouse, and just
1: go love some people. Go love. Just some go. People. It's really not that people. difficult. It's actually really fun. We got off the the plane in Atlanta. Everyone told us you need to have your face mask on. There's riots all through Atlanta. You shouldn't go out after dark. I dropped him off at the hotel. I went right to Target. I talked to everybody that would talk to me because they were all speaking English and nobody had spoken English to me in six months in Spain. And I was so excited that I just, I talked to old people and young people and, and children and everyone. And I just thought everyone's just human and yes. we're just making this too complicated. And we just, if we could just really be kind and think the best of each other and be respectful to each other. 99% of this stuff would go away. It's true. There's always going to be wars. There's always going to be evil people. Yep. There's always going to be conflict. That's been there since the beginning of time, but we have an opportunity to make this really a hopeful time. And when you
0: get stuck as a single person, when you get stuck in your marriage, go serve other people, get mm-hmm. your eyes off yourselves That's really true. and go give yourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, go do a homeless shelter. Go, go pray for another married couple, whatever it takes, but get your eyes off yourself. Gary and Leave us suggestions, any comments uh, anything you want to hear, any topics you want us to do podcasts on. Patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black if you want to see the videos, my cool new Colorado t-shirt and Colorado mug, our mugs. Um and again, please email us and, and anything that you want to Walmart. talk to us about. Who knew? Walmart Colorado mugs. <laughs> God bless you guys. We love you. We're proud of you. Stay in. Don't your give
1: up marriage. Look up nice how we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs>